Welcome to Introverts Own Your Voice. I'm Tom Marcoux. And I'm Johanna McLeod. This episode is Use Extreme Confidence to Get Clients. Johanna, when's the time that you really felt confident? I felt confident after I gave my first speech at Toastmasters. You felt confident after the experience? Yes. So when I did my speech, I was scared to death. But once I got that first speech done, they call it the icebreaker speech. Mm, okay. I felt more confident that, hey, I did this, so I can do it again. I feel confident that I can do it. Excellent. I call that evidence. Mm -hmm. You actually have evidence that you're able to do something, stretch, do mm -hmm. something that's different, something new to you. You prepared for it. So extreme confidence is based on three A's. Mm -hmm. The first A is above confidence in the words. Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel that, oh, if I could just get the words down, they'll walk around, they'll read it a lot. They might even say it to themselves, but there's more going on than just the words. Mm -hmm. And we can talk more in depth about these elements, but I just want to give you A, above confidence in the words. Second A is adapt to anything. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about recovery methods. We'll talk about how you can adapt to anything, which then lowers all the nervousness and the fear level mm. because you know you can adapt to anything. And then finally, align the space with the audience. And that is that there's a space between you as you communicate. So I'm curious, Joanna, when do you feel that you were able to close the space, like have a better connection with the audience? Well, once I got past my stage fright of doing my first speech mm -hmm. and actually had a little bit more practice, I was able to not concentrate on all the words in my mind, but more concentrate on the connecting with the audience. So it took you a couple of speeches. It did. To find kind of your groove. Uh-huh. Okay. And that's important to know is that it's not just what you do, like practice a speech to the wall. Mm -hmm. In fact, it turns out that one step better than rehearsing to a wall is to turn on a recording device, mm -hmm. like record it on your smartphone so that you know it's like showtime. Basically, uh -huh. if you know you're going to have to hear this back, it kind of puts you on alert. Mm -hmm. So that's one step better than just talking to a wall kind of thing for your rehearsal. That, and that's certainly better than just saying it inside your head. Oh, yes. Because your vocal tonality, the way you say things, how you say them, the pacing of it, all of this has to be practiced because you are the instrument. Mm -hmm. This idea of practicing in front of real people mm -hmm. and why the Toastmasters thing worked for you mm -hmm. is related to what I talk about with behavior change through incremental evidence. Mm -hmm. You had incremental evidence. Yes. Now, part of this process is you know things if you really pay attention. Mm -hmm. At one point, I was on the freeway. I was a passenger in a car and about four cars in front, there was this significant car accident. Mm -hmm. We didn't see it happen, but mm -hmm. we came upon, there was someone lying face down mm -hmm. and one person in the car said, stop the car. I know CPR. Mm -hmm. What I discovered in that moment, even though I had a little training in CPR, I couldn't say that. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel it that I could say, yeah, and I know CPR too. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So it kind of told me, I need another hobby to become more adept with that kind of not just knowledge, mm -hmm. but actually feeling it and mm -hmm. knowing it. Mm -hmm. I was actually disappointed like a good citizen. I did take some CPR training, mm -hmm. but years later, I couldn't just bellow out, I too know CPR. 
it's also a good thing for everyone to learn because you never know when the situation might happen where you need it. Or if you have elderly family members mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's, it's all great to know. And you never know, considering how car accidents happen, mm -hmm. when you're going to be one of the first people on the scene. Mm -hmm. Now, the next thing I want to talk about here is this. We control the space between us and the audience in terms of how we prepare to adapt to anything. That mm -hmm. was the second A. And one of the things that we do, I want to give just a brief example or two of this, is to have recovery methods. I can take any kind of question and be able to get myself some think space mm -hmm. by just saying, I see how that's important to you. Mm -hmm. Or saying something like, I need to pause for a moment. I want my response to be valuable to you. Mm -hmm. While I'm doing that, my brain's going at 700 words a minute, which is around the average for most people, figuring out what is going to be my answer to this situation. So once again, we're talking about three A's of extreme confidence. Mm -hmm. Part of extreme confidence, I like to say, it's you know that you know how to adapt to anything. Mm -hmm. So we gave you a couple of little recovery methods there. Mm -hmm. The one about, I need to pause for a moment. I want my response to be valuable to you. Mm -hmm. You can respond to any tough question like that. Mm -hmm. Would you say that it's good to rehearse that? Exactly. That way you have the words down pat and you don't have to really think about what you're saying? That it becomes like a reflex. Yes. Like I took karate and so I was taught certain ways to block a punch. So. Just by reflex, I can block the punch. Now, one time, my father startled me as I was just walking around a corner. And this was an old-fashioned camera, but he was taking a photograph. My arms were in a karate defense posture before that photograph was taken. Mm. That's how fast the reflexive action was ingrained in me. Mm -hmm. The important thing is to do what you said. Rehearse the recovery methods, mm -hmm. that gives you extreme confidence. Mm -hmm. That is a level of confidence beyond just saying, I got these words down. Mm -hmm. See, the problem with just memorizing words, and it's a problem that many of us have experienced, even like in grammar school where you're supposed to memorize a paragraph of poetry, if you get stuck in the middle, you have to go back to the front end and say it all over again. Mm -hmm. Because you memorized it one, two, three, four, five to 10. Mm -hmm. And if you get stuck at five, you can't just think, okay, where do I go? Oh, no, I have to go back to one. Mm. And that's why we avoid memorizing word for word a pitch or mm -hmm. a speech or your address to all hands meeting situation, any of that stuff. You don't memorize it word for word. The third A was align the space with the audience is that there are ways to get closer to an audience, for example, through humor. Mm -hmm. I have this little thing that I do all the time when I'm getting people to interact with each other. I say, okay, we need you to get into teams of three. Mm -hmm. And so they get into teams of three so that each person gets an instant two-person audience. Uh -huh. So they get the practice. But the thing is, I then say, okay, now figure out who's A, who's B, who's C. Mm -hmm. You got that? A, B, C? B's go first. <laughs> it's, and guaranteed, basically, every time I've ever done it, I always get laughter uh -huh. from some people because they thought they are being clever by not being A. Uh -huh. Because they're thinking, well, you know, it's always in order, so A's are going to go first. Mm -hmm. But I say, B's go first. <laughs> you know, so that's the fun part, is that I got closer to my audience then. Mm -hmm. Because we're all in this together. We're all human beings. We all have foibles. We all try to hide from having to go first. Mm -hmm. That moment is aligning the space with the audience. Mm. See, I'm modifying the space on purpose 
to get closer to my audience mm -hmm. so that they look at me as not, oh, here's a guru on the top of the mountain, but here's just another human being who is facilitating this process mm -hmm. because they've been there, they've had some experience, and they're also, in my case, for more than a couple decades, I've been a professional speaker, so obviously I'm going to give a good experience mm -hmm. to my audience. Mm -hmm. So is there anything in particular that you would like to know about extreme confidence? How to build it as fast as I can and really get that muscle trained. Well, the fastest way to do it, truly, is with a coach. Mm. Because the coach can see where you're needing the help or oh. can ask you the right question. I'm uh -huh. asking all kinds of questions to help my client in that moment see what's there mm -hmm. and see where the resistance is in the person and also see where they need to grow and stretch mm -hmm. and see what it would take. Now, often I use this question somewhere in a session where I say, what is a reality that you need to face and how are you bringing your A game to it? Mm. And that's all part of it. So a reality that a person needs to face in a speech is that someone's going to ask you some kind of question that you don't feel like answering. So if you identify 10 worst questions and you set up two answers for each one, now you have 20 answers. Oh, wow. That's a really good idea. And then the person asks you the 21st question. <laughs> well, the idea, though, is you're ready for it. You're much more prepared than other people. You have mm -hmm. the level of extreme confidence because you are so prepared, but you don't just prepare you rehearse. Mm. So with my clients, it's always words, strategy, rehearsal. Mm -hmm. That is the crucial part about having extreme confidence when you're trying to get clients. This feels like a good time to share the Marku moment. That's when I express an excerpt from one of my 47 books at the moment on Amazon. This is from the book, Soar with Confidence. An executive coach reveals secrets, lies, and countermeasures so you excel like top CEOs and leaders. On page 12 is a discussion about the difference between the voice of intuition and the voice of fear. So on this page, it specifies that the voice of intuition, which is very important for you to make good decisions, the voice of intuition is about expand, experiment, take an appropriate risk. The voice of fear is about contract, hide, take no risks. So to live the life of a confident person, it's necessary for us to connect with our true self. So that's the excerpt from my book, Soar with Confidence. I want to just add a detail that in order to make great decisions and to act in a confident manner, we're just not looking for comfort. We're looking for strategy. We're looking to see that confidence is a toolkit and you work it. As we get to the close of this conversation, I want to talk about a couple of things that especially help for those people wanting to get clients. Mm -hmm. You know you're gonna talk about money. You know it's ideal for you to figure out when to talk about money mm -hmm. and how to deal with the, people used to call them objections. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to think about it. Or that's too expensive. And you come up with what I call if-then patterns. Mm. If they say this, then I say that. Mm -hmm. Or I could say this other thing. Mm -hmm. This is how you develop your extreme confidence. You are prepared for a number of scenarios that happen. Mm -hmm. And then even if a new scenario presents itself, you're able to adapt all those other things you rehearsed mm. in the moment. Mm -hmm. If you ever see someone doing improvisational comedy, and you think they're just making it all up in the moment, 
you're not aware that they do all kinds of rehearsal of patterns. Mm, mm -hmm. And they, of course, know that if they're even making up humor in the moment, that the most important word is at the end of the piece of humor. Mm -hmm. It's called the punch word. Mm. For example, I just recently was at a holiday gathering uh, in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. And they wanted everybody to say something to the group, like, thank you, or any kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And since I deal with words and I had a few seconds there, what I did was I created a quick little poem. Mm -hmm. And I'll just give you a piece of it. But I knew that people at a gathering, they want to smile. They mm -hmm. want to feel good. So I said, holidays or holidays. And I did this facial expression and body language to make some people chuckle. Mm-hmm. Because we all realize for many of us that the holidays is a time of pressure mm, and a time of mm -hmm. speed up and a time of, okay, we have to be over with your parents over here and we have to be over with my parents over there. Mm. Think, so holidays. But that's the point. When I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the last syllable. Mm. This is what people who know about humor do. This is also what good speakers do. They know certain kinds of tough questions are going to show up. Mm -hmm. They learn how to buy themselves time with the recovery methods that mm -hmm. we talked about. And they learn as much as possible. They want to do things that make the space between them and the audience shrink mm -hmm. so that they can have a closeness, mm -hmm. a very human connection with the audience. Mm -hmm. So just before we close, my last question here is, what are you going to keep with you from this conversation? I think the thing that I think is the most important and I would like to illustrate further is how important it is to have a coach. Terrific. I am right there with you. I have multiple coaches. I have multiple mentors so that I can be at my best with my clients. Mm -hmm. And also I see what works with me when someone is coaching me. But I've also trained my own coach in certain things, certain innovations I've come up with too. Mm. It's interesting. Some people might say, oh, I don't really need a coach. Oh, really? Have you seen the Olympic athletes? There's not one Olympic athlete without a coach. Mm -hmm. There's the concept called the corporate athlete. It's been around for probably a couple decades now. But yeah, you have to be at your best or being like a thoroughbred. So the idea is that if you had a thoroughbred horse, you would not feed the horse junk food. Mm -hmm. You would not make noises all night long so the horse can't sleep. Oh, yeah. You would take really good care of the horse so that they can perform at their best. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about having a coach. You need somebody who is going to help you do what you want to do, mm -hmm. who is going to help you show up. There's an old phrase, the gentleman's name was Schuler, and he said that spectacular achievement is preceded by unspectacular preparation. Mm. Now that's pretty close to the quote, but the point that we get is that it's all about word strategy and rehearsal. Mm -hmm. And that gives you a level of confidence that's beyond the ordinary. Mm -hmm. That gives you extreme confidence. Oh, we'd like to share that we are grateful for the response to our online course, Introverts Formula, to get clients. And at this time, we have no more available seats. Still, the good news is that there are 47 books up on Amazon. Mm. And also, there are these episodes and articles on LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff. So there are still opportunities where we can interact. Wonderful. For articles and videos, go to Get the Big yes.com. That's getthebigyes.com. Also, visit yourbodysoulandprosperity.com. Thank you. We're glad that you heard this broadcast and we invite you to click to subscribe. And then you'll be supporting me and Joanna and our message. 
And so now remember, introverts can show their best self with strategy. I'm Johanna McLeod. I'm Tom Marcuse. Thank you. Be well. Bye.